Okay, welcome to Contributors, an open source software podcast presented by Rackner. My name is Alex Roll, and I'm here with Sugu Sugumaran, who's the co-founder and CTO at Planet Scale and the co-creator of Vitess. So how are you doing, Sugu? I'm Thanks doing for having me on. Awesome. So why don't we start with a little bit of background on Vitess? Uh, I know you originally helped create it at YouTube back in, I believe the year was 2010. So what, what problem was it trying to solve? And what what uh, like niches it in? What does it do? Yeah, so when uh, uh, we started YouTube, uh, yeah, sorry, when we started Vitesse in uh, 2010, actually it was me and my uh, co-creator Mike Solomon. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube was actually uh, growing super fast, and we were just not able to keep up with its growth. And uh, it reached a point where uh, every outage. Uh, that was uh, happening was actually due to the database not being able to keep up with the mm -hmm. onslaught of traffic that was hitting uh, the site. So uh, we decided that we should actually uh, take a step back and think about how to leap ahead of all these problems because we are seeing more problems coming into the future and we were we really didn't have a plan about how to handle them. So. Mike and I took ourselves out of the day-to-day -day activities and uh, thought and brainstormed about what needs to be done to solve these problems once and for all. And uh, that's essentially uh, how Vites was born. Although that's uh, Vites itself has evolved since then, but that was the original mm -hmm. motivation behind uh, uh, launching Vites. So, right. Yeah. Great. So, uh, you know, I, I'm that guy who likes to ask about everyone's background. So how, how did you get into the industry? Um, I know you were at, uh, obviously, uh, YouTube, you were at PayPal before then. So how, how did you how did you get into the industry originally and uh, make it to YouTube and then Google? Oh, so I've been, uh, I've done a large number of things in software itself, I think over 20 <laughs> years now. Uh, but uh, we, as far as databases are concerned, I think... Uh, uh, I got involved with databases when I joined Informix. Uh, this was in 1993 uh, or something. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, since then, I've been around databases, uh, sometimes directly, sometimes indirectly. Uh, my more direct involvement actually was at uh, PayPal when we were trying to scale uh, its monolithic uh, database. Uh, it was on Oracle, and that was quite a challenge. And... Um, some of the lessons we learned at PayPal and some of the things that we wanted to do at PayPal, we actually ended up doing at YouTube, which is how uh, the transition happened. Uh, so many of the things that we did in Vitesse were based on lessons we learned both at YouTube as well as at PayPal. And uh, that's essentially how I got into the industry. And uh, was Vitesse your first sort of foray into open source or had you worked on open source before that? Vitesse was the first one. I actually had uh, no knowledge or involvement of open source at all. And uh, it was uh, it was an exciting experience. Uh, and it was also smooth, um, uh, smooth and slow because uh, Vitesse was initially not very well known. So mm -hmm. we were mostly doing it for ourselves, even though nobody was and uh, nobody even knew, knew that Vitesse existed for the first uh, few years. And so that allowed us to uh, learn the open source culture by ourselves, by watching other projects while we were doing it ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of strong uh, feelings that people have about 
pull requests and mergers and branching. Uh, so we got to learn all that. So as Vitesse gained popularity, it was actually uh, very good to actually uh, to manage the project well as it grew. Right. So let's get into it a little bit as far as Vitesse. So, you know, it was originally created for YouTube. I assume it was created for uh, either Borg or Omega, probably Borg, given the time frame. Uh, how does that change and how it has the architecture of Vitesse changed? Uh, now it's, you know, morely, more run on Kubernetes, obviously, but how, how does how is Vitesse sort of architected from a high level? Yeah, totally. Actually, that's one of the most pivotal moments for Vitesse. So before, um, uh, so when we started with Tess in 2010, uh, it was actually meant to run on bare metal because YouTube had its own data centers, mm -hmm. and it was and everything was self-managed by uh, us and our sysadmins. And uh, in 2013, uh, the Snowden incident happened, and Google essentially mandated that uh, no more data centers. All data that belongs to Google has to actually come inside Google data centers. So we actually scrambled uh, in a period of like six months to actually port everything from YouTube into Google's Borg. That was quite an exciting uh, experiment. And, um, and uh, if you knew Borg or the Google infrastructure, it's actually very hard to develop something that runs inside Google to be open sourced. The reason, uh, right. because the whole ecosystem, right, the whole, all the APIs, the whole infrastructure uh, is all Google specific. So that's one challenge that we faced. We actually uh, struggled to make this decision. Do we close source with us, right? Otherwise, how are we going to make it run on Borg? But uh, we made the tough decision to not do that. So, uh, and uh, that was even harder. So the way we achieved it is by actually uh, building uh, interfaces, abstractions uh, mm -hmm. that actually allowed Vitesse to remain an open source project while still being able to run uh, inside Google's Spark. And there was another challenge, which is actually that uh, Vitesse, um, uh, you, uh, generally Google's Borg storage infrastructure is part of the ecosystem itself. It's not actually the, the apps, uh, the storage service that you use inside Google is actually a core service. Whereas uh, when we ported Vitesse, it was more seen as a stateless application, like any other regular Google application. So in some respect, uh, we did something very unique, which is run a storage system uh, like Vitesse as a regular Google application. And uh, there were some interesting problems we had to encounter about um, uh, durability, how to make sure that uh, uh, we know data is lost, how to make, how to keep it available. So it took us about uh, one and a half years to actually solidify with this under Borg. Mm -hmm. But the outcome of all this is when Kubernetes came out, we were ready for it on day one, uh, almost day zero, because we were ready for Kubernetes before it even was released. Right, so, so uh, when Kubernetes was released, the test was ready to go, how, how, Quick, did you see adoption of Vitesse in the market? I know Vitesse has some really large users now. I swear, use for it for Cash App, Slack, um, HubSpot, obviously YouTube. But what? How fast did you see that market adoption? Uh, and you mentioned you managed to do it low and slow for a while before Kubernetes. But post Kubernetes launch, was it a quick growth, or did it take a while to ramp up? Uh, it actually the ramp up started. Uh, uh, 
I would say around Kubernetes, but not due to Kubernetes. So the okay. the first, uh, I think, five years or so, we were mostly just using it for ourselves. But we did follow the discipline of uh, like always checking it into open source and then importing and building it for YouTube. Uh, the first company that discovered us was actually Flipkart. Um, okay. And they uh, they were they are on bare metal. They have their own services, and uh, they they found us uh, after searching. Uh, they said they found us on the third search page of Google, and they still said, "Well, this is the only software that solves their problem," which is how they adopted us. And same with the Slack and Cash App. They are also not on Kubernetes. Uh, now they are moving to now at least Cash App. Cash is moving to Kubernetes, but um, uh, Square uh, uh, Slack is still on. Uh, they are on EC2, not uh, bare metal, but they are self-managed. So the initial adopters were actually non-Kubernetes ones, and they used Vitess mostly for its uh, ability to shard. Mm -hmm. the The first company uh, that used Vitess for Kubernetes is actually uh, Stitch Labs. This was mm -hmm. as early as 2016 which is unbelievable. Uh, this was probably a very old version of Kubernetes, like 1.4, 1.5, and maybe even uh, uh, older than that. Um, they actually managed to successfully launch with us on Kubernetes, and they've been on it since then. They are, uh, they are still very happy. Uh, it's now three years and counting, and uh, I haven't heard of any issues in terms of uh, outages or fundamental problems with this. Gotcha. So we, I, I want to get a little more to the community itself, but we sort of danced around. So what, do, what really does Vitesse do? It's, it's you, I think you've um, mentioned it's sort of like, it's basically a sharding middleware for a MySQL, but what problem does it solve and why are all these, why were all these big companies adopting it sort of early in the curve? So Vitesse actually solves three um, orthogonal problems of some sort. And uh, they combine really well to give a, a really nice package solution. Uh, the first one is that it is very comfortable running in a cloud environment uh, where everything is ephemeral. Uh, the second one is it uh, provides sharding, which means that um, you can scale indefinitely. And the way this combines with the cloud is because of the fact that the cloud environment likes uh, smaller VM smaller instances, like having a 10 terabyte database is not something a cloud generally likes. It prefers a few hundred gigs per VM per instance. So that is something that's uh, more in cl the cloud's comfort zone. So, so the ability to run in a cloud and the ability to shard actually kind of combine themselves to allow you to uh, scale more comfortably uh, without any problems. And uh, the last one, which is high availability, uh, is now uh, totally a requirement because uh, this is an online world where everybody, everybody wants an instant response to every query they make. So even uh, uh, anything beyond a few seconds of downtime is uh, generally not tolerated by many companies. So these are the three big problems that it solves. And those combined together make it a pretty powerful uh, package. Gotcha. So I, I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about the community itself. So Vitesse is a CNCF, I think it's an incubating project, uh, right? right? So it's not, it's not graduated, but how, how does that play into how you've seen 
um, the community around Vitesse formed since you were there from the beginning. And I guess in addition to that, just the involvement from these larger companies that are using it for their use cases. Yeah, so the the Vitesse community is uh, uh, slightly different from a traditional open source community. Mm -hmm. The main reason is because of the complexity of the software. Um, storage, uh, SQL storage is actually uh, not an easy problem to solve and not many people, um, there are not many people that are involved in storage. There are not many people that understand storage very well. Uh, so um, somebody who is just starting out, like uh, somebody who is uh, uh, like who's experienced in uh, general higher level application programming, uh, I found them uh, sometimes struggle with uh, changing the code uh, within uh, something that handles storage. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, uh, the flip side is that uh, Vitesse attracts really, really high quality engineers because uh, those who understand storage find satisfaction working on Vitesse because uh, it's one system where they can really uh, use their knowledge and actually tackle problems uh, that are at the level of difficulty they like to see. Right. So I guess given that what's, you know, what is the next step for Vitesse? I think I saw a, a recent announcement about uh, replication, but what, what's you know next on the roadmap for Vitesse? Is it um, solidifying the core that's already there? Is there new functionalities that the market's asking for or uh, contributors are asking for that you want to build? Um, so what's next? So the V replication, which you mentioned, is actually um, a, a super important piece in Vitesse. And the reason why that is um, significant and uh, 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 pretty much every user of Vitesse has gotten excited about it because it solves uh, a really, really difficult problem, uh, which is when you decide to scale and distribute your data not, data, not all data is going to be where you want it to be. Uh, the, especially when data, there's multiple relationships in the data, uh, then uh, you, you choosing to put to group, for example, something like orders with their users automatically makes you uh, decide that those orders are not going to be living with the merchants, for example, the, the other relations that uh, an order could have. So this, um, this problem actually is, uh, has been uh, pretty much unsolved in, uh, in any sharded system. And what uh, this V-replication allows you to do is actually have the data materialized in both places, uh, which makes access uh, really, really efficient. So that's, uh, so that's actually a very big piece of uh, the changes we have. Uh, it's almost done at this point that uh, we are making to Vitesse. Uh, and once these changes are made, we are actually uh, going to um, go back and actually package all this and focus on usability and approachability. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be, uh, once this V replication feature is done, uh, accessibility and usability are definitely going to be what we are going to focus on. Right. So just as a quick aside, so you you run, uh, or you help run, or you're the CTO of PlanetScale, which is, it's a company built around Vitesse and providing, you know, enterprise level support and professional services around it. How do you see, um, companies that are building around open source technologies there. I'd be interested to hear how you, you know, think about building a company around open source technology and how um, 
your company is like trying to optimize for actually supporting the technology and helping out the enterprise that are using it. Yeah, so that's um, uh, this one interesting thing I uh, noticed, which uh, uh, one way of looking at things that I didn't think of before until I saw uh, our customers kind of mention it. Okay? They come to Vitesse, they get excited, and they know it's uh, free to use, right? Uh, right. The next, their next question was, oh, uh, if I can get this for free, what can I get if I pay money? <laughs> So, and then, um, uh, so that's kind of what PlanetScale's um, uh, mission is, is to actually give you uh, the value adds that people want to pay money for so that their life gets easier. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, that's, um, uh, so that's on the support and uh, uh, professional um, services side. Uh, but uh, there's, there's also now this new trend that uh, everybody wants a hosted solution and it's uh, plays perfectly into Vitesse because Vitesse is uh, 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 at its core is very flexible, which also means that you have to do customizations if you want to use it yourself. Mm-hmm. So what we are building in Planet Scale is an opinionated uh, customization of Vitesse that you can just come in and start using uh, on the cloud. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, last question I always like to ask this, what is the best way? I know you um, you mentioned that it's hard for people to contribute to Vitesse because it might, a piece of the storage infrastructure might require a higher level of knowledge or specialized knowledge. What's the best way for someone, you know, assuming they have that knowledge to start contributing to Vitesse? Or what, what are the gaps that you see that may need more people to help out with, whether it's documentation or something else? Um, and where are you pushing to get new people involved if you are? Yeah, so I think uh, with this new change in uh, uh, our focus, where we are going to focus on approachability and usability, uh, I think uh, uh, more number of people can get involved there because those parts of the software are uh, uh, easier to develop. Uh, Now that Vitesse's core is pretty built and solid, you can now build higher level workflows, you can build a better UI, uh, and you can also build uh, better documentation. So as people notice uh, pitfalls and quirks about uh, what to do about Vitesse, they can actually contribute uh, those uh, things into documentation. So um, uh, so I think it's going to be uh, more approachable uh, into the future uh, where a larger number of people can come and uh, build uh, the approachability part of Vitesse. Great. Well, I think that is a great place to end. I like to keep it short and sweet in this podcast. So um, thank you so much for stopping by, Sugu. I think that was fantastic. And I definitely learned a lot um, about, you know, the community around Vitesse and how you see it going forward in the future. So thank you again for stopping by. Thank you. 